It's post time. Welcome to the ESPN 1000 Miller Lite Post Game Show with your hosts, fantasy expert and host Jeff Miller, and two time Super Bowl champion Chicago native Howard Griffith. The ESPN 1000 Miller Lite Post Game Show, presented by Miller Lite, the official beer of the Chicago Bears, and brought to you by the Home Loan Expert and Harry's Razors. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. is right. The Bears fall in overtime at Soldier Field to the New Orleans Saints 26-23. They fall to 5-3 and three on the season. Still remain behind the Green Bay Packers in the NFC North. The Packers lost as well today to the Minnesota Vikings in a game that I think most people assumed the Packers would take care of. They did not, but alas, the Bears, after seeing that happen in the early game, could do nothing with it because the Saints were just a better team on display today, even though the uh, Bears had their opportunities. Offensively, they couldn't help but shoot themselves in the foot, and they find themselves still a game behind the Packers in the NFC North. I'm Jeff Meller, along with Howard Griffith, taking your phone calls for another hour here on ESP 1000. It is the Miller Lite Bears postgame show. And as always, uh, you can check us out on Twitch. The ESP 1000 Chicago Twitch channel is brought to you by Miller Lite. So always uh, check us out and uh, participate in the chat on, uh, in the Twitch room there. Uh, Matt Nagy met with the media via Zoom a short time ago. And this is, uh, he didn't even want to make an opening statement, Howard. He just came out and said, let's, uh, let's get after it. Fire your questions at me. Uh, this is what it sounded like. Matt, can you tell us what you saw on the on the Wims fight? And what you what was explained to you, and, and what you just think about that behavior in, in general? Yeah, um, I did not see it. I totally missed it. I was looking down when I heard about it. Um, but what I did hear is what it looked like, which is uh, completely unacceptable. Um, we've we've talked to him and told him that that's not how things go here. Um, one of Javon's strengths is his character and who he is as a person. And, you know, he's since apologized, but uh, that's, that's not, that's, uh, you don't have that. There's no part of that in this game. Uh, again, I still haven't seen it, but from what I heard, it's not good. So um, that's just, that's not how we roll here. And that that's, uh, there, we'll be talking to him. Matt, on that play, it took you from a second. And- Sorry about that. On that, play where whims of the, the fight it took you from a second and five to a second and 20 nick got intercepted on that pass how did that change your play call that you thought you were going to get when you're looking down at your sheet thinking it was second and five then all of a sudden you got to go to second and, and second and 20 yeah it's brutal you know you come out in the third quarter and we've struggled all year long in the third quarter and uh you know, I mean, you know, you know, JJ, I mean, you, you can totally understand the question you just asked. You go from second and five to second and 20. That's hard. You know, that's 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 hard. So um, what I don't like is you come out, um, you know, it's a tie game and uh, you have an opportunity to, to do some things and we go the other way. And then, and then on top of that, we, we, we have that stuff that goes on. So um, it just I felt like it, it, it kind of it took the sting out. Um, the fire for a little bit. We had to regroup the defense, at least in that situation with the field position, was able to hold them and not let them score touchdowns. Um, 
but we had to regroup offensively on the sideline and just let her let these guys know like like we're you know let's go get on track and get 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 out of that and uh, that's kind of why why we were with that. Uh, Matt, how long have you been thinking about or working on that kind of role for Mitch? And is that something you could expand in your offense going forward? Yeah, we could. You know, I, again, Mitch. Uh, a lot of credit to Mitch. He's done a, a really good job at, at uh, in his role that he's in right now, and it's a it's a weapon for us to be able to use his legs, and then all, obviously be able to throw the ball as well. So um, that's something that we're looking at, and every game could be a little bit different, but it's something that teams have to prepare for. And Matt, whether it was the the whims fight or some drops or penalties. Um, some more confusion. It looked like pre-snap sometimes getting plays. And I know I think at one point the helmet went out. But just in general, it seemed like discipline was maybe an issue throughout this game and some unforced errors. Do, do, do you agree with that? And can you pinpoint why that continues to be an issue? Yeah, no, you're, you're exactly right. You're right. There is, there is issues there. That, that's what bothers me and that's what pisses me off is that, is that there is that issue still going on. Excuse my French, but, um, you know, we're reading it from a wristband. So, um, you know, I just, uh, I'm struggling with that right now. And, and it's, uh, it's getting you into a hole it's called, you know, and, and so that has to, uh, that has to change. Um, yeah, you're right. I mean, I, I can't sit here and say anything other than what you just said. When you have somebody throwing punches, when you have, um, the things that are going on right now, um, with us in the offense, and, and just trying to get things going. Guys are fighting, they're sticking together, but then you have that happen. It, it just, it, it takes away everything that, that you work hard to get to and fight for. And what bothers me is we got a lot of, we got a lot of uh, good guys that, that are doing things the right way. And then it just, it takes it away. Yeah, man, to kind of follow up on that, um, how do you feel about the offense in general today? I mean, there was some really good moments. You had that, that four play 80 yard drive, aired out the Mooney and, you know, great catch by A-Rob there for the touchdown at the end. You know, Dick will beat you guys back before it's overtime. But how do you couple that with all the other issues you kind of just discussed? You know, that stuff that seems like is kind of maybe holding you back sometimes offensively. Sure. Yeah, I think, you know, when you look at the the run game, and I thought it, I fe- it felt better today. It, d- it did feel better. And that, that team's pretty good against the run. Um, it did feel better in the run game. So I was happy in that aspect. Um you know, and we were able to have, I think we had a couple double-digit drives where, with, with plays, 13-play drive, a couple other ones. And so the rhythm of being able to get into rhythm was good. Um, we did have, one, you know, a couple of those three and outs where that, that's hard. And then, it, again, the start of that third quarter, I didn't like, I don't like, and um, it's been a theme. So, trust me, we're looking at it. We've, we've, <laughs> we've done different things in the in, – in, and how to adjust that. And it's weird that it just keeps happening. So, um, but yeah, yeah, you're, you're, you're right. It's uh, I did feel better about a lot of stuff, but none of that matters because you want to win. Matt, when you guys got the ball back in the third quarter, I think it was your third drive. Um, you had the, the third and three, David came out short and then Nick tried to call uh, draw him off sides. For you as a head coach, what's going through your mind at that point? Your third possession, you, you talked about the struggles. I mean, how kind of much did you just want to stay out there and just try to sustain a drive at that point? 
Yeah, I mean, I knew I knew we weren't going to go for it there on fourth down. We're just just like Sean did to us at the end, trying to get us to jump off sides and try to steal a free first down, and that's what we were doing. Um, we tried to pop a run on that third and two, third and three, just to to steal a first down, which we've done. We did a couple times today on third down, and that can that can keep a defense honest with some of the things they do, and you can hit some. Uh, we just didn't we didn't hit that one, and so it unfortunately made it into that fourth and one, fourth and two. And your 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 field position wasn't real good, and then also that wind at that point in time was kind of kicking in our face, so it just uh, that that one hurt a little bit. Coach, um, you appear to be very emotional. Um, I'm just none of us can understand what it's like to be in your position. What kind of emotions are you feeling right now, going through this process, to give us a perspective of of how difficult this is in a pandemic? against a really good team and you're, you know, fighting for your life, so to speak. Yeah, I would say um, the the frustration comes just because I, I want it so bad for, for these guys. I want it for the city. I want it for our organization. And um, I care a lot about um, all, all of that that I just said. And so it's emotional at the end of a game when you fight like this and you're playing against a good football team and a Hall of Fame quarterback and a um, a real, they're, they're a good football team. So to lose like that on a last second field goal in overtime, there's, there's positives that you take out of it. But again, it's always better to coach off the wins than it is the losses. Um, when we reflect at where we're at right now, um, I know no one's happy and we're not happy. We're, but what we got to do is, uh, fortunately for us, any way you look at it, we ended up winning uh, these five games early on. And so now we got to figure out, okay, are we going to start going against each other or are we going to stick together and fight through this thing? And um, I know what we'll do. It's just, it takes time. And, and then anytime you lose two games in a row, um, that part hurts too. You know, we're not, we don't want that. We don't like that, but we, I, we got to rely on the leaders right now in times like this. Uh, this is times in my opinion, when the leaders of your team, they step up and they say, all right, enough's enough. It's go time. And that's where we're at right now. Thank you. Yep. Matt, you guys have leaned on your defense all year. You know, when it gets to overtime and, and they allow two fairly substantial drives, did, what, what did you make of their performance um, and, and the ability to get home or the inability to get home at, uh, to Breeze uh, when rushing the pass? Yeah, there's a few plays here or there that I know that they'll want back, um, but we feed off of our defense. That's just, you know, let's face the facts. That, that's who we are. Who, that's who this team is. We, we are, we've, we feed off of how our defense does, and um, I'll never, I'll never question or, or, or get on those guys in regards to what I think they're doing or not doing. I'm, I'm proud of them. I think they play hard, uh, and again, they're going against a, a really good offense today and a great quarterback. So um, I'm going to rely on them. Continue to, to keep listening to what their suggestions are and where they're at. They're going to keep fighting. Chuck and the coaches are going to do the same thing, and then. Um, we as a unit collectively, uh, all three phases have to have, can only follow, you know, and just. Keep, but I'll, I'm proud of them, and and uh, I know they're going to want to always play better. But we got to just keep plugging along. Matt, offensively, I look at this and it seems like one of your better games. It seems like progress possibly is your frustration, the fact that you see those flashes and there's a disparity between what the offense could be and what it consistently is. Yeah, I think you're right. That, that's what it is, and. It's hard. It's hard for me um, to try to figure that thing out. It's, it's hard because we're all trying, and you know, we, we we had a 
we talked about just cutting it loose and just having fun and not playing tight and, and doing that. And there was a lot of times in that game I felt where we, you know, we were doing that. And again, um, I'm just going to continue to go back. I'm really, really bothered by that third quarter incident. That bothers me. Um, I, I just, I'm being completely honest with you guys. It, it, it bothers me. And so, um, uh, you know, but I, I am proud of the guys that played hard. I'm proud of the guys that were selfless and tried to do everything they could to help us win. And Matt, understanding that you had a few guys out on the offensive line, um, how do you, I guess, judge what Nick is doing? Sometimes it just seemed like he was retreating a lot, uh, moving backwards a lot, sometimes throwing as he's moving backwards. How, how do you judge what's how much the offensive line is causing that versus situations where maybe he can step up and handle it better? And in general, how did you feel like Nick Foles played today? Sure. Yeah, you know, it's it's hard for those tackles if you do keep back on. And I'm not saying because it's, again, like in my shoes when I'm out there calling plays and doing different things, I, I can't see all the exact details of that until I watch the tape. Uh, and I know Nick is trying his damnedest to be able to push up in the pocket and do different things. Um, so, but that, that is a big part of this and, and he'll, he'll be hard on himself on when he's doing it and not doing it and where his eyes are at when the ball's coming out, what the accuracy is of the throws, uh, his decision-making, et cetera. And then when the, when the throws are being made, you know, are we making catches? Are we protecting it all? It all needs to be in unity. And right now there's just a little bit of that off, which is a reflection of how we're, we're going right now on offense. There was a couple drives in there and, and that one where, I mean, Let's face it, he made a, an unbelievable throw on that deep post to Mooney and followed it right back up with a with a great throw and a trust to A-Rob, and A-Rob made a spectacular catch. That felt good for us. We needed that. And that's what you want to kind of feed off of and, and like, okay, now we can get going. Now we can play ball. That's us. That's who we know we can be, all of us together. And and so is it going to be perfect? No. Guys, I mean, look at look at the, the Saints. I mean, there's – you look at what they did offensively and there's times where they weren't perfect and, and things weren't great, but you know, they won the game and they did enough when they had to. So we just got to, we got guys that, uh, you know, they want it. And when you want it, you just keep plugging away. And I know it feels it's hard, but uh, trust me, we want it with, for everybody. We want it for you guys. We want it for us. We want to win. We want to win. We want to win. And we're not going to stop until we do getting better at fixing everything. Matt, how significant was the wind on the field today? And then late in the first half, you guys had a chance to go up 17-3 to and, and stalled out inside the red zone. Anything about the end of that series that sticks out to you when you think about it now? Um, I got it. You know, the wind, number one, was um, at times it was kind of swirling. At one point in time, I thought it was going left to right. And then literally 30 seconds later, I said to the coaches, I think it's now going right to left. So um, it was kind of back and forth. But I didn't think it affected the throws as much as I thought maybe going into today that it would. And then that that series there, like you said, to be able to go up uh, 17 to three instead 13 to three. Um, again, we, we feel like, you know, in the red zone, that's where we want to we have players that can be, you know, good threats and put it together. And so, yeah, that's a that one there. And then again, at the end of the half, knowing that we're getting the ball to start the third and we gave up that touchdown there to make it, uh, you know, we were doing a great job on D the whole time. And then they just kind of chunked away and got that, got that touchdown at the end. I thought that was kind of big too. 
Bears head coach Matt Nagy meeting the media after his team falls to five and three. And Howard pardoned his French, but he's pissed off about uh, Javon Wims's uh, incident in the third quarter. That uh, a couple of punches that yeah. resulted in uh, an ejection and uh, put his team in a, a very tough second and 20 hole. Clearly, uh, you know, it wasn't the deciding factor of the game, but it certainly didn't help matters. Yeah, it didn't help at all. And it was clear, clearly egregious. And um, I think that'll be dealt with. And, and I get it. He came back and, and you know, and apologized. Mm. But when you watch what he did to yeah. go out of his way to do it, it, it's crazy. So, you know, and I, I get it. He says, you know, he, he's got a great character and, and that sort of thing. And, you know, I can appreciate that coach sticking up for him in that respect, but he's going to have a little bit of an issue um, with the bears moving forward. Um, yeah. You Cause you just imagine it. And he was asked this question. You're the play caller. You're looking at your sheet. And the next thing you know, uh, it's a different play because of something that happened. They're totally out of your control. Most obviously, most things are out of his control. But you know, just self-inflicted wounds caused by you know just a selfish, just a selfish act. That's what it was. It was just selfish. Yeah, no, you're moving the ball, and you have yourself in a position where you know second and five, every you know play possibility is open to you, and that's exactly what you're looking for when you're a play caller is to be in those kind of you know short and very manageable or second and very manageable situations so that you can go you know play action if you want or every, anything's there for you. It's one of those downs that you you you'd crave as a play caller, and then to have it you know completely thrust in the opposite direction, just maddening. In addition to the fact that. Now you're ejected from the football game as well, and you have to play, uh, you know, a receiver down. Nothing about that situation is good at all. He's Howard Griffith, your two-time Super Bowl champ. I am Jeff Meller. We are talking about the Bears' loss to the Saints at Soldier Field today in overtime, 26-23. to We'll continue to do so with you. More of your calls up next. Don't move. More of the ESPN 1000 postgame show is coming up on Chicago's Home for Sports. ESPN 1000. And the ESPN Chicago app. The ESPN 1000 Miller Lite postgame show is back. This is Chicago's Home for Sports. ESPN 1000. Formation, toss to Kamara, and Alvin Kamara shows his wheels and takes it out of bounds inside the 15 to the 12, and he can just fly. They're going to go for it here to end the ball game with a minute 40 remaining in a 35-yard drive. Good snap, good hold, ball game. Saints win it in overtime, 26-23. Alvin Kamara rips off a 20-yard run to put the New Orleans Saints into field goal position for Will Lutz to cap off a victory for them as they beat the Bears. They come into Soldier Field and win 26-23 today. And I have to – we haven't touched on it yet, Howard, but I will say this. Sean Payton, poor job of coaching at the end there. There is no reason whatsoever to leave as much time on the clock in the event that Will Lutz would have pushed – that field goal <laughs> wide left or wide right. I mean, I, I don't get it. Like taking, you know, the Bears have no timeouts. Take a knee, run down some clock. 
And at the very least, then, worst-case scenario, if Lutz misses, the Bears have no time left. And worst case, you're out of here with a tie. I mean, it's, 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 it's little things, but you just you want to put your team in the best possible position. I couldn't believe that on first down, he was refusing to take a knee with Drew Brees yeah. just to take a little bit more time off the clock. Yeah, it's interesting. And, you know, all these coaches are, are trying to put games away, and, and they have their <laughs> thought process and things that they go through, and you know, and they talk themselves into doing doing things a certain way, and that's really what happens. Just you know, trying to you know outthink yourself and, and trying to make plays, but you know, he he was fortunate <laughs> to get away with that one. Yeah, it's it like it's basic uh, clock management, and yep. you know, like I said, it's it's a thirty-five yarder. So you know, you expect Will Lutz, who's a Pro Bowler, to make it, and he clearly did. But at the same time, Will Lutz had missed one earlier in the game, and we know that the wind at Soldier Field can certainly be a yeah. fickle mistress at times. And uh, you know, the fact that uh, he put, you know, again, it, it's 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 minimal, it, it, but sometimes you just wonder, guy making ten million dollars. 10 million plus a year. <laughs> you wish they would take everything into account sometimes as a fan. Right. That's all. Yeah. Um, Doesn't always try, happen. Right. Uh, let's try Quinton, who's in Fort Worth, Texas. Quinton, you're on the Miller Lite post game show with Howard Griffith and Jeff Miller. What's up? Guys, uh, I don't know if y'all remember me calling from like about two weeks ago. I was real furious about Cordell Patterson getting that, uh, that mm. pitch call. Finally, <laughs> finally, Matt Nagy takes it out the playbook. But I still can't be I, I still can't be content with what the offense is doing right now, man. I mean, the, the guy Chris called earlier furious about the defense. The defense gave this offense plenty of chances to to get to get some points on the board, and yet again, week after week, we can't get it done. I mean, at the, at, at this point in time, this is not, this is not a playoff team. This, this is a middle of the pack team. This is a I mean, if it wasn't for all uh, these teams getting into the playoffs, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't see the Bears doing anything at all this year. I, I'm gonna leave it up to y'all guys. Uh, thank you once again for taking my taking my call. I listen to you guys every single week. Thank you. So uh, go ahead. Like I said, this offense needs a lot of work once again. <laughs> Quinn, thanks for the call. Appreciate it, man. It's um. It, it does, and, and we've talked about this. You know, we've been talking about this since day one about you know how much work needs to go into into this offense, and, and the execution of this offense has not been anywhere near where where it needs to be for them to to ultimately be a a, a championship caliber team. Are there ingredients to a championship here? Yes, absolutely. But unfortunately, ingredients don't make it. You need to have the whole pie needs to be able to be cooked to make things happen, and they're not there. They're they're holes offensively. You know, you can make an argument there there are fewer holes on the defensive side, but there there are way too many holes on the offensive side for this to be a legitimate uh, championship team. Uh, no doubt about it. Uh, the offense uh, it, week in and week out. You know, again. We had some call. We had a caller earlier who was upset with the defense. I, I don't see how you find fault in a team that holds the Saints twenty six points in overtime. Um, hope, hoping to catch up with Jeff Dickerson here shortly before we wrap up. Here we got thirty minutes left. Taking your phone calls here on the middle of the post game show here on ESPN one thousand. A former member of the Saints had an opportunity for some revenge. He came up short. We'll talk about it next. 
Howard Griffith and Jeff Meller. More postgame coming up. This is the ESPN 1000 postgame show on Chicago's Home for Sports. ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. Bear, Bear, Bears football. The ESPN 1000 Miller Lite postgame show is back with your hosts, ESPN 1000 fantasy expert and host Jeff Miller and two-time Super Bowl champion Chicago native Howard Griffith. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000. And the ESPN Chicago app. They did drive down the field, right? And you got to respect that. But the one thing that I think that our defense is built on is standing up. You know what I'm saying? We'll get some controversy. We'll have a bad play. We're human beings. But when it, when it comes clutch time, it's not okay to be human. We got to be different. And we understand that, you know? Sorry if I'm a little amped up. I had a few pre-workouts. But you know what I'm saying, right? Akeem Hicks there talking about the Bears' loss today to the Saints, 26-23 in overtime at Soldier Field. I'm Jeff Miller, along with two-time Super Bowl champion Howard Griffith. We are the Miller Lite Bears postgame show here with you for two hours after every Bears game on ESPN 1000. going to bring Jeff Dickerson into the conversation here in one moment. I did want to mention, though, Howard, uh, Jimmy Graham had an opportunity to do something against his former team. And perhaps we're seeing more and more with each passing play or pass play that is intended for him, why the Green Bay Packers were more than happy to move on because he is Velcro. The defender is stuck to him. And if he's not making a great catch to box out his opponent in the red zone, he has difficulty doing anything else. And uh, boy, he had a couple of balls where he just, he couldn't get, he couldn't get any separation. And then, he was he was slow to turn and it was just ugly. He looks yeah. old and slow. He, he did. He he really did. And, he, and you mentioned a great point when when you talk about when he's in one on one down in the red zone or in goal line situations. You know he he has an advantage physically. He does. But when you're out in the middle of the field and that safety or, or linebacker is able to play off and kind of read where he's going, he doesn't have the quicks that he once had. And that's you know it's unfortunate, but that's who he is right now. So what does that mean? The Bears need to put other players in position to make those kind of plays. Mm. Uh, he's Howard Griffith. I'm Jeff Meller. Let's bring Jeff Dickerson, who covers the Bears for ESPN and ESPN 1000, into the conversation here. J.D., uh, your initial thoughts about uh, Jimmy Graham and just anything else in this game that stood out to you? Yeah, I mean, I saw Jimmy Graham put a tweet out right after the game apologizing for his play. He's not what I would call a very uh, uh, media-friendly player, so we don't really get a chance to – too many Zoom calls with him, and uh, he was not available this week going into the game and wasn't available after the game on Zoom or anything, but he certainly, just judging by his tweet, was very unhappy with his performance. I mean, guys, it, it, it's just kind of the same story. Look, this was a good game. I mean, the Bears fought back again. It was their third double-digit fourth-quarter deficit that they fought back from, and they sent that game to overtime because Cairo Santos is having an excellent year as their kicker, but it's just offensively. And you guys heard Matt Nagy and just the frustrations in the third quarter in particular, you know, there'll be little glimmers of hope that four play 80 yard drive was terrific. I mean, Foles airs it out to Mooney for 50 yards. Then Allen Robinson makes that great diving 24 yard touchdown reception late in the game. You know, Nick Foles makes some throws and, 
leads them down. They score 10 unanswered points. But, guys, the problem is they just keep falling back into these old habits of these bad penalties, these delay-a-game penalties, you know, um, taking too many sacks, interceptions, and then the Javon Wims thing, which mm-hmm. was just unbelievable. You know, that was a, that's a big deal because, guys, I mean, that really destroyed them in the third quarter. You go from second and five to second and 20 with that offense, uh, and that really took the life out of that sideline. It took them some time to recover. So, I mean, you add it up, and it was another Bears game where their margin for error is, is super, super thin. Saints were a good enough team to make the plays at the end in overtime to win, and, and now you're 5-3 you're and three in the blink of an eye and a good chance to be 5-4 and four after the Titans game next weekend. Yeah, Jeff. What do you what do you make of the, of the issues that they're having pre-snap, getting the plays in, and, and and getting settled and ready to go? Howard, it's hard to it's hard to understand what's going on. Uh, you know, Matt Nagy was talking about the wristband today. You know, he believes in the wristband. He said, <laughs> "I mean, I understand the wristband. I mean, it's been around forever. I mean, it's right. like nineteen seventies football. The wristband." Howard, I don't understand it. I, I mean, you've got, uh, for certainly, Nick Bowles understands how to hear a play and get the play off in the huddle, right? I mean, there's, there's no question. I mean, something's going on. There, there's some, some sort of disconnect. Something's happening that they're not really um, letting us know what's happening. But, no, Matt Nagy is not a, you know, he's been calling plays now for a couple of years. He's the play caller. It just seems like there should be no reason for any of this to happen, yet it's happening, and it's happening at the most inopportune time because today then you take that delay of game, take the five-yard penalty, however, then you're stacking the next play on third down. So right. it's, just a, it's just a confluence of, of so many things going wrong. You know, Howard, I, I thought I saw it all when Mark and Cutler had those issues getting play calls in because – March would send it to um, his underling, who would then relay it to Jay. And by the time it got from March to the underling to the quarterback, if there was any issue with the play coming in, and Cutler goes, no, no, repeat it, they were out of time. <laughs> but I don't think that's happening here, so I, I, I'm at a loss. But it, it's just really the, the theme of this has to be, look, this is how they're going to win. This is how they're going to play all year. It's not going to get any better, really, uh, consistently offensively, but they still can find ways to win games because they are, again, very resilient. They just couldn't get it done today. And, um, you know, I thought for a second there they were going to do it, uh, but, you know, the offense just, you know, maybe overtime for that offense is not a good thing because it gives them more opportunities to take snaps on the field and further expose themselves, I guess. We can uh, we can we can leave it to the Bears. They will uh, continue to make things interesting in 2020. That's for sure. Jeff Dickerson brought to you by Miller Lite, as all his hits are here on ESP 1000. JD um, Nick Foles. At this point, it seems like the Bears have traded in one set of issues with Mitchell Trubisky for just a whole new set of problems with Nick yeah. Foles. We're seeing firsthand, you know, for everything that Mitch Trubisky lacks in terms of you know game management and understanding what Matt Nagy wants him to do on his progressions the uh, inability for Foles to really offer any type of mobility whatsoever can be crippling at times because we see him throwing balls off his back foot because he has no time, which is resulting in interceptions. We're also seeing some pretty, you know, 
some disastrous, you know, a couple of disastrous sacks too that were really like, I mean, he was fortunate to set them up for the Cairo Santos game winning game tying field goal uh, because of that brutal sack he took near the end of the game. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's just, it, we're seeing firsthand, I guess, you know, why Nick Foles has never been a long-term solution in any, any other city. And, and Jeff and Howard, let, let's also, uh, you know, be very blunt here. Um, this offensive line, I mean, oh my goodness. If you thought they were having problems going into this game without two week one starters, then you lose Bobby Massey, who I'm not saying was like this, you know, rock solid right tackle, but he's a veteran. He's been around for a long time. And then Jason Spriggs has to come in. And then, I mean, how about the sequence when Spriggs even got hurt? Mm. And then they had to move for Shed Howard out to tackle and bring in Alex Bars. And, you know, there's not much. You know, I don't even know Jeff really – how Trubisky would handle this line sometimes. Uh, I, I know he's so much, you know, more mobile. And maybe you'll see, you know, Nagy sort of, you know, he teased you a little. And I, here's <laughs> what I don't understand either is, okay, if you're going to do it, if you're going to put Trubisky out there for a play, yes. why not do it like five or six times? I, I mean, why yes. Do you, know? I, no, it, you know what, J.D., it's a great point because, you know what, in some ways this kind of is uh, it's uh, a microcosm of everything that Matt Nagy does with his play calling is that he, he runs plays, but you need counters off of whatever you're running. And, and there's no yeah. counter to the one time you throw Mitchell Trubisky out there for a three-yard run. We need a counter to that so that the Saints can keep him guessing. Like, of course the Saints knew it was a design quarterback keeper. <laughs> you think he was going to put Mitch in that game cold to throw? There's no way. But, but you know what? You, now, Mitch is a gr- now, whatever people say about Mitchell Trubisky, he is a great athlete. A great athlete. Yeah. So... If you want to use him a little bit, go go by all means, please. But to only do it one time, like what really are mm. you are you proving now? Could he do what what Hill does for the Saints? I don't know. Hill's a beast. I yeah. mean, he'll take those direct snaps and he'll run Howard between tackles and he'll get you know twelve yards. I mean, he's a beast. Now, I don't know if that's exactly what you want Mitch doing, but I would just say don't do it once. Like that's something that maybe they weren't expecting. So why not do it like five or six times and have them throw one or two passes and build off that? Yeah, that was that was like a what kind of appetizer is that? That's like you get like a little like like two oyster crackers and you're waiting for your like lobster bisque and you just get the crackers and they're like, okay, here's your check. You're like what? That's it. JD, I remember going back uh, when they first made the move to to Nick Foles, and, and you were really one of the few people that were saying, eh, I don't know if it's over for Mitch. Do you think Mitch is any closer to getting, I would say, meaningful reps as the, the quarterback for the Chicago Bears than he was uh, maybe a month ago? I don't think so. I'll tell you what, Howard. Um, when Matt Nagy is asked that question about Trubisky, he shuts that down real, real fast. Mm-hmm. Um I, I honestly, I think that Mitch might play again. And, you know, you never root for anyone to get hurt. It's the worst thing ever in football. I'm telling a former great player like yourself. But, I mean, the way that Foles has taken these hits and the way this offensive line is constructed, I, I don't know if he's going to make it. I, I worry about that a little bit. So I, I think Mitch is going to play by default. Now, mm. what that means long term, I, I don't believe that means anything long term. I don't know how you can go back to him. I, you're not going to give him a contract after the season. He doesn't want to be here anymore. I don't want to speak for him because obviously we don't talk to him anymore. But 
I can't imagine Howard that he looks at this and says, "Oh yeah, give me a one-year deal to come back to Chicago next year." Right. Like what? Right. Like no, like, no way. He's going to want to go find someplace else to compete for a job at. So I, I really, um, I really don't see it. I, I think full. I think, and I wrote this, and this is what I, I, I believe this wholeheartedly, guys. I don't think Foles is bad. I think he's had some bad moments. I think I think he's an okay quarterback. I think he's pretty solid. But if you're going to have this type of offense with this offensive line and this sort of, I don't want to say haphazard play calling, but you know some some questionable uh, intangible stuff there, um, you better have an elite, you know, a game breaking quarterback if you want to be consistently good on offense. And that's just not what Nick Foles is. I mean, he's he's solid. He's serviceable. But to overcome these deficiencies, I, I don't know if, if he's necessarily uh, has what it takes to do that. J.D., uh, I'm going to let you go, but I just want to give you a chance to weigh in. How about Roquan Smith? He had one hell of a game tonight, and uh, that series in overtime almost put the Bears in position to pull this one out. I know. I mean, he has, I mean he's just, you know, I hate to say catch the ball, but I no, mean, yeah. he catches the ball in that, in that ball game. Uh, he, he played really well tonight. I mean, defensively, there were some, some good moments, certainly. Um, you know, the, the, what really, I think, kind of flipped the game was them letting, uh, you know, Drew Brees hit Jared Cook at the end of the first half for that touchdown. Because yep. it was mm-hmm. really all Bears. And then they come out and they have their same third-quarter squabble that they usually have. But, yeah, Roquan had a very good game. And we should also mention, you know, Javon Wims. I, I don't know what, what's going to happen there. That, that, was a, uh, that was just so bizarre because I can't understand what he was thinking because everyone knew if you were going to do something like that, uh, you were going to get ejected. You were going to mm-hmm. mess the team's momentum up. I don't get it. Now, you know, are they going to cut him? I, I mean, I my guess would be no. I, I, I don't ever have heard of any issues with him You know, prior to this. I mean, people sometimes just make terrible mistakes, but I can, it can never happen again. I'm sure he'll be fined heavily, and who knows if he's even suspended. But that type of stuff, though, and Howard knows, look, that just changes the course of the game. Yeah. It really takes the team out of its of its focus, its concentration, and there's just there's just no use for it. I'm sure Gardner Johnson's not a popular guy. You know, he's the guy Michael Thomas punched. I'm sure he was talking all game, but mm. doing something like that is just so counterproductive. It just can't happen. No doubt about it. Uh, I mentioned earlier it was uh, it was premeditated retaliation of all things. JD, it took you know he went out of his way to uh, swing yeah. at him twice, but. Uh, we will, let, we will let you go on that. Uh, thanks for hopping on, J.D. We always appreciate the uh, post-game breakdown from you. Yeah, All right, guys. Great talking to you as always. All right. See Jeff, you. Jeff Dickerson is brought to you by Miller Lite, the official beer of the Chicago Bears. He mentioned the Javon Wims debacle. We'll let you hear a little bit of a montage of what unfolded in case you missed it. We'll do that next. The ESPN 1000 postgame show returns after these. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000. Welcome to the ESPN 1000 Miller Lite postgame show. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000. I don't even know what that was about. They'll look at that back in New York. Yeah, he may be gone. He, I mean, he should be gone. The guy who he hit was C.J. Gardner-Johnson, who had nothing to do with that play. That's just not smart football. And he can think about it in the locker room, I guess, here shortly. The Bears have already backed up. 
as if they know this call is going to go against him. At the Here conclusion it is. of the play, personal foul, unnecessary roughness, number 83. Number 83, because of his actions, has disqualified himself from further participation. First down. Uh, just self-imploding. I mean, you think back to the previous possession. They're fortunate that they only gave up three points after the way the Saints got set up on those series of plays, With the starting with the delay of game by Nick Foles and just continuing then to go backwards from there. And now a tie ball game and trying to regroup and establish a little bit more momentum. And Javon Wims does something like that. And... Yeah, it's just talk about hurting your football team. That is the Javon Wims ejection as heard on Fox. This is the Miller Lake Post Game Show here on ESPN 1000. I'm Jeff Miller along with Howard Griffith. We're here with you for two hours after every Bears game, breaking it down with you, the fans. And it results the very next play, Nick Foles throws a pretty horrid interception to Marshawn Lattimore falling backwards. A pass intended for the uh, aforementioned Jimmy Graham that we were just talking about. Um, so all in all, as Troy mentioned, they certainly self-imploded on that drive. And it really uh, took them. It, that, that really did kind of take them out of the game. The Saints were able to build up a little bit of a lead. Bears were able to fight their way back and force OT, but um, never really uh, felt like they were in position to take advantage of uh, where they were at at that point. And, uh, yeah, we're going to see what the Bears do with Javon Wims going forward. Yeah, that's the least of their worries. I mean, yeah, he, he, you're right. Kind of, he, he kind of has put himself in a box that they don't. But they, I mean, for them to suspend him or whatever they're gonna do, I mean, honestly, who really cares? Yeah, um, they've got some things they need to fix with the offensive line before yeah. they're worried about what he's doing right now. He's nothing more than a distraction uh, for what the bigger issues are for this program right now. Maybe we'll actually have an opportunity to see Riley Ridley get on, get on the field. Another uh, underperforming draft pick, right. Ryan Pace. Let's uh, let's scroll through some of these calls here quickly as we wrap up the show here on ESP One Thousand. Uh, Stephen in Columbus, Ohio. What's going on, my man? Stephen, how you doing? Okay, I want to call out Chuck Pagano tonight, and I and I get that. Listen, the Bears' offense isn't explosive enough to come back from any deficit. And I get the fact that Pagano kind of continues to play soft coverage, but I got to tell you, man, I need to put a feet under his, uh, put a fire under his foot, I should say, on that halftime sequence where they easily gave up a touchdown in a minute. And it's not like Drew Brees isn't going to throw the ball all over the field and his noodle arm. Uh, you know, is well well noted, and then they don't even have Michael Thomas since week one with an injury and discipline reason, and Pagano looked like he was, you know, playing scared, and I still don't understand why he's continuously dropping a pass rusher like Mac, that big big play where, I think it was on the first quarter where Kamara ended up getting 48 yards on that uh, run up the middle, and speaking of the middle. What was happening in that defensive sequence throughout the game where the Bears continuously kept the middle of the off defense, the field wide open where Kamara was gashing the entire day? Look, Howard, I know you Nagy like deserves well? a lot of criticism, but I tell you what, Pagano is starting to really, really drive me nuts with his defensive call. That's what I wanted to say, guys. Thanks well, for the call, Stephen. 
Yes, Stevens. Thank you so much. Uh, you know, one of the things that happens, you know, defensively is you, you set the, the scheme uh, to where you think you're going to be able to have some success. But I, I go back to it. We talked about this, I think, in the first hour. When you're playing against a veteran quarterback that has seen everything, mm-hmm. he knows where the holes in the defense are going to be. So what it ends up what ends up happening is you just have to be able to make plays on the football. You know there are going to be some opportunities for you to have some success, but you have to take advantage of them because if you don't, you know they're going to make you pay for them because they know they're going to check out of plays, get into to better plays regardless of where you're lined up. So it, it's a chess match all day long, and, and unfortunately, defense for most for most teams, it's reactionary. You know, and I know people want to say, okay, let's push the pace, let's push the pace, pressure, pressure. Can't play that way all day long because the guys up front get tired and, and they get tired really quickly. So it, it's a tough situation, but, you know, they've just got to be able to do a better job of execution. All right, I'm going to turn to Nick Foles here. I'm going to be yelling to the sidelines like uh, you're, you're the callers are Matt Nagy here. I'm, I'm giving you the uh, circle sign. We're going to go quick up-tempo here, callers. Try and get everyone in before we wrap it up here. Gino in Elmwood Park, you're on the postgame show with Howard Griffith. What's up? Good evening, guys. I'll try to keep it quick. To quote the referee tonight, can we get Ryan Pace to intentionally disqualify himself from picking on offense <laughs> mm. from now on? <laughs> For his the, actions. The Bears, are, the, the Bears are very big on consultants' help. He was hired by a consultant's advice. Mm. Mm. He have maybe had a consultant in the room and said, maybe it's not a good idea to hire, uh, uh, sign Jimmy Graham, who's washed up. The next quarterback is not on this team, and we've got to get somebody in the room to help this guy pick him because he is not able to do it. I'm really pissed off. This is bothering mm. me. I'll let you guys go, but thanks for taking the call. Let me rant and rave here. But, boy, this, this is really disturbing. <laughs> Yeah, thanks, Gina. We appreciate Good. the call. I think you said it well. Let's. Uh, I'll, I'll just move the next caller here and try and get everybody in. Jeff is in the West Loop. Jeff, what's going on, man? Yeah, so I, I'm 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 concerned because Matt Nagy is kind of a joke. He's never had one more from uh, 31 points a game. That's it. And <laughs> now he wants to be a a head coach, which he is, but. Now, with the defense that we have, he's making a, a, a joke of Chicago. Listen, I mean, I, I, Jeff, I, we hear your frustration, and certainly, um, you know, I think some people feel like they've been sold a bill of goods on Matt, Matt Nagy being an offensive genius, but at this point, I think we kind of just have to let it play out. The quarterbacks that he's been settled with certainly haven't helped him much, right, Howard? Yeah, they haven't helped a lot at all, so it's, it's been an issue. Uh, let's try Chuck, who is in L.A. Chuck from Los Angeles. What's up, man? You're on the postgame show. Hey, fellas. Thanks for taking my call. A uh, couple of things real quick. Jimmy Graham seems completely disinterested in in uh, playing unless he's in the red zone. So keep him off the mm. field. Let's get some other tight ends in there. Uh, and then, Meller, 26 points from the Saints, including overtime. Yeah, on any given day, I'd normally take that. You have to. You're missing the forest from the trees if you're not looking at the what transpired in the game, where we had them held to three points until the last minute and a half. We held. We had them at a third and thirteen. Like uh, Breeze couldn't throw the ball. Like he hadn't proven that he could throw the ball downfield at all. So like, why drop coverage deep there? 
Like we got, we can't let them just carve us up under the middle and just give up yardage there because that was the game right there. Once they got 12 yards there, they were able to get themselves into like a rhythm. And, and mm-hmm. next thing you know, they start getting an offensive identity.